Hi, this is Lonnie Jackson from Brilliant Entrepreneurs Podcast and Lonnie Jackson Coaching, and you are listening to the Eat Blog Talk Podcast. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to Eat Blog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave Eat Blog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. Hello, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in their businesses. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you're listening to episode number 328. Today, I have Lonnie Jackson with me. She is going to talk to us about how to create a flexible business strategy and why this is important. Lonnie is a mom to six kids and wife to her husband of 16 years. She survives on caffeine, laughing with her kids, hiding in the pantry, eating chocolate. Oh my gosh, me too. And helping other women know they are not alone as they juggle business and babies. She is a clarity and strategy business coach for female entrepreneurs, helping them to create flexible strategies that adjust and move with the chaos of life, but still bring consistent monthly income. Her passion is to help entrepreneurs get out of survival mode and create a clear and sustainable plan of action that will help them reach their dreams of flexibility and freedom with a thriving, highly profitable business. Lonnie, it is such a pleasure to have you here today with me. How are you doing? I'm amazing. I'm excited to be on your podcast. I'm a little bit obsessed with food bloggers. Oh, so <laughs> I love it. So why? I why are you obsessed blog- with food bloggers? I started out as a blogger, a mom lifestyle blogger, and I am a self-proclaimed foodie and had a little tab for recipes, but didn't go like all in <laughs> on food. And I would stock food bloggers like with a passion. Oh, that's and great. And I still do. <laughs> oh, that's great. So you know food bloggers. Sometimes oh, I yeah. have non-food blogger guests who don't know food bloggers, and I can tell immediately that they don't know food bloggers, uh, but you do. No, I know them. And I've, I've had the privilege of coaching several of them, working and collaborating with several food bloggers. And I just, it's just such a unique niche in the blogging world. And I just love food, just being honest. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm all like, please share me all your secrets. Yeah. I love it. So do you have a fun fact in addition to that to share? Uh, yes, I do. So I know if you heard six kids, y'all are like, oh my gosh, she must be crazy. And I am a little bit crazy because of the chaos in my house. <laughs> but my fun fact is we adopted half of our kids from foster care. We are a blended family like that. And it's just really fun and crazy. Our kids are 14, 12, 10, 10, 8, and 8. Oh but there's gosh. only one set of identical twins. The other we call involuntary twins <laughs> because they're six weeks apart. Oh, that is so cool. I bet you have such a fun house. It is never boring in our home. Oh, I bet. That's <laughs> amazing. And it keeps you on your toes. I, I mean, I only have two boys, but I feel like they keep me young and just like sharp, right? <laughs> Yep, they, they do. Yeah. And our house is never clean. And that's just kind of how we have to accept it. <laughs> that is one of those things where I feel like being a, an early mom, it was like, why is I would resist it? Like, why is this my life? It's always a mess. But then I just got to a point where I feel like I matured or something. And I just accepted it. Like, this yep. is life. This is our life mm-hmm. for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just easier that way. 
you have to at some point. It's just like, okay, I mean, I don't, we don't want to live in the grime. So we clean the dirt and, right. the gr- you know, the gunk, but there's just, there's always clutter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I hear you on that. Well, it's amazing to have you here today. And I'm super excited to hear what you have to say about creating a flexible business strategy. So, yeah, I guess, Lonnie, just to start, why do you feel like entrepreneurs need a flexible business strategy? I uh, really am passionate about this because one, it was something I needed. I spent, I've been an entrepreneur for about 12 years now. And when I first started out, I would get so frustrated and down on myself because I would see other people who started at the same time as me or had similar businesses as I did. And they were just like flying by me, I felt like, or they were accomplishing things that I couldn't, or they were telling me to do things, you know, like they were doing. And it just seemed like I could not get on board. I couldn't make it work for myself. And when I finally stopped looking at everyone else and said, you know what, how can I make this work for me, my life, my chaos, my insanity that I had going on at home, you know, adding six kids to my life during that time, early part of my business creating years. And when I decided to become more flexible with my strategy and intentionally create a strategy that would be flexible, like setting up my week, knowing this probably won't happen and I'm okay with it. And here's how it can move and pivot to adjust to whatever comes up. That is when I saw massive growth in my business. I went from very inconsistent income of, you know, anywhere between $400 to $1,000 a month to $4,000 a month consistently within six months. Oh, wow. So it was game changer for me because it just was a, it was literally changing my viewpoint, my mindset setting up some operations in there and systems that would allow for the flexibility and then taking action every day and purposefully moving my business in a way that was sustainable, but also powerful. And so I I really feel like every person I talk to, regardless of if you have kids or not, this is a game changer way of thinking about your business and your strategy that you have that will impact you in a very powerful way for your business growth. That's so cool that you saw such dramatic results from it, just making that mindset shift. I'm wondering if you can like give us an example of before and after so we have an idea, like what was your schedule like before? And I know you changed your mindset, but what else, like what are those systems that you talked about that you changed? Just kind of, can you talk through that for us? Absolutely. So when I was first starting out, you know, I would like want to sit down on my computer and spend an hour writing a blog post, you know, so I started out as a blogger and a virtual assistant. I kind of had both uh, at the same time. And I would want to be able to create, write and like kind of sit and have this huge chunk of time, but I was constantly getting interrupted or my day would change and I would feel completely derailed. So if I didn't have a big chunk of time, it would be really hard for me to wrap my mind around getting started. It would take me a long time to get started. I would sit down and be like, okay, I have a million things I want to do, but I don't know which one to do first. So by the time I picked out which one to do first, I'd wasted, you know, a good 30 minutes of my time or I'd get sucked into a rabbit hole of shiny objects and like, oh, this webinar or this, this new system or download this freebie. And I was a freebie junkie. (laughs) 
And so I was constantly just really distracted or feeling like I can't accomplish anything in these because I don't have a lot of time in front of me. So I first, when I changed my mindset, and I've developed this into what I call the mom method, specifically for moms, it's easy to remember when we do this, but we have to change your mindset about it first, you know, really coming in and saying, this is not how I want to live. And I do have time. I just need to be purposeful with it. The systems that I started, I started with Trello. I don't know if you're familiar with Trello. I'm kind of like, this is my best friend. Um, If you haven't gotten onto Trello yet, it's a system management, you know, organizing system processes. It's like, I call it like a poster board and sticky notes and a to-do list had a baby explosion. (laughs) And that is Trello. (laughs) That's a great Um, explanation. I I love it. I, I started there and I started with my time. And I really didn't work more or less. I just became more purposeful with it. And in fact, I ended up working less once I got more and more into a flexible strategy because when I did work, I was very purposeful with what I was doing. So I wasn't so distracted or trying to figure out what to do first when I did have time. So I ended up did I end up like cutting my hours and going from working you know, 50 hours a week when I counted them all up, you know, between nap time and getting up early and staying up late and all these little times during the day, I cut it down to now I'm only working 20 hours a week. And that's really purposeful. It's taken time for me to get to this point. And even this summer, I'm going to be working 15 hours a week. And that's very purposeful. I've worked that into my flexible strategy so that I can spend time with my kids this summer and be present for them. So I started with really sitting down and starting with my time and saying, how much time do I actually want to work? You know, I asked this to an entrepreneur uh, last week and she's like, I don't know as much time as I need to build my business. And I was like, oh, that's dangerous. 90 hours a week, (laughs) you know? So I was like, you know, you start a business, you know, become entrepreneurs to have freedom and flexibility and a lifestyle we imagine for our family, Uh, you know, not just income, but a lifestyle. And so if we start with our time and we know exactly how much time we have or how much time we want to spend in our business, then we can determine what's most important for growth in our business And then we can, from there, decide how much income we want and make all of this like a formula. It's a little formula that you start to play with. And as you start to really be intentional, that's the game changer. A lot of times as entrepreneurs, we're just like spaghetti at the wall, spaghetti at the wall, new trend, new idea. But if we stop stop for a second and determine like, this is what I want my life to look like. This is how much time I do have. This is how much money I want to make then we can choose the actions that we take along the way. Oh, wow. That's so inspiring. And I feel like you and I work very similarly as you were talking Mm -hmm. through your plan, your strategy that's very similar to how I work, but it took me a lot of years to get to the point where I'm here. And I literally have people, because I talk about this all the time, I work no more than 25 hours a week because of everything you're saying. And in the mm-hmm. summer, it's way less. I actually, We actually take a three-week to four-week vacation, and I don't work much during that time, and I'm purposeful about that. And people ask me, like, Are, do you really only work 25 hours a week? I'm like, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was not always like this. <laughs> so, no. so talking to people who are starting out, 
I feel like this message is really important because it doesn't have to be 90-hour weeks to start. It can be purposeful to start, right? Absolutely. And this is my passion is like, if I could have had somebody come to me when I was first starting and saying, Hey, Lonnie, let me rein you in. (laughs) You don't have to do everything. You don't have to show up everywhere. You don't have to chase every new trend. You don't have to follow every person's advice. Let's start in with you what your values are and what you want out of this and let's build a business from there. Oh my gosh. I would have, I know the impact it would have had on Mm -hmm. me back then. And if I could help some other mom or young female entrepreneur make that change that I didn't have the chance to do because I just didn't know it's my favorite thing in the world. And that's why I love coaching (laughs) because it's just like, yes, yes, I can see you grow and do all the things that would have taken me. It took me years to figure out you can do this in just a matter of months. Yes. Oh, I love this so much because it really does create freedom, right? Having Mm -hmm. flexibility, this flexible business strategy that you're talking about being intentional and purposeful with your time creates a life of freedom. It opens up so much time. Yes, it does. And I I find a lot of times entrepreneurs are super frustrated because they're not seeing growth. And I was in that boat. You know, I was like, I just, okay, if blogging's not going to work for me because I'm not seeing results, I'm going to go be a virtual assistant. And if that's not working for me, I'm going to be a PR representative. If that's not working with me, I'm going to start a brick and mortar. I mean, like literally I had five businesses at one time because I was just like, something's going to work. But what I wasn't realizing was I was so scattered and on like not being purposeful with what my true desire for freedom and income and flexibility, what I wanted for my family, because that was not clear. None of those businesses brought me joy or income. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's so true. I'm wondering about your calendar and how you deal with your calendar. So I know you have kind of a flexible schedule, but Mm -hmm. do you sit down like before the week starts and kind of determine the things that you want to get done that week. And I know you don't always get those things done, but how do you move through your calendar? So I use a Trello board for my weekly schedule and that helps me so much. I actually have a free template if you go to LonnieJackson.com forward slash weekly schedule, that is a free template for a Trello board. It's a part of my entire system that I teach people for creating a flexible business strategy. But that board, basically, it's Monday through Friday for me. Some people have Saturday and Sunday. It's available there if you want it. But I organize it. I do a giant brain dump of everything I think I need to do. (laughs) That's the first thing I do. (laughs) I do the brain dump of everything I think I need to do. I don't have to do it all. Again, I have to remind myself, I'm the boss. I get to set my deadlines. I get to determine how much work I do, how much I produce. And I go through that list of how much I think I do, what I think I need to do. And I start to assign it to my days. I also go in and I assign time. So maybe this week. So for example, this week I am working Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I have to determine, okay, I am going to spend this time in my mornings doing client calls and client work. That means I have this much time left to do other things in my business. And so I determine what's most important to my business. I actually assign energy levels to tasks so that I know if I'm dragging because, you know, my daughters have insomnia, they have special needs. So if they were up all night, 
I might need to change what I'm doing today and switch it with tomorrow's task because it's a high energy task and I am exhausted from being up all night. So this is where the flexibility comes in for me. I know where my high energy times are, my low energy times are, what tasks take a lot of you know, focus, what tasks can I do without really thinking about it. All of those start to factor in how I set up my week and allow for flexibility determining, you know, okay, how, how's my energy? How's my focus? Did the kids suddenly get sick and I'm home from school, you know, they're home from school. Do I have to, you know, we fill in the blank. It allows me to kind of move around my week as much as possible. Some things are set in stone, like my client calls. I don't necessarily move those very often, but everything else is movable. And I also assign times to my tasks. So this also helped a lot with keeping me focused. So if I see, okay, I'm expecting myself to spend 30 minutes on this, I will set a timer and say, you are only going to do this for 30 minutes. My biggest, I think the biggest tool that we ignore in our fingertips is a timer. (laughs) Is say, I can beat the clock. I have this much time to finish this assignment that I'm giving myself and stick to that because I can take a task that really only takes 10 minutes and fit it into an hour. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever done that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. And the other way around, I feel like Mm -hmm. it can be the other way too. So if there's something that typically takes you an hour to do, try to experiment. I always do this. Like, I wonder if I can get this done in 15 minutes and I'll time myself and see if I can. And sometimes I do. And it's It's game changing, right? It it really is. And I also suggest this to other people too, especially moms who have little kids who get interrupted a lot. I say, you know, take that hour task, like let's say writing your newsletters. Instead of writing one newsletter in an hour, let's write four in, you know, 20 minute increments. And they're like, that's not possible. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm just like, okay, let's think about it. We're going to write four in 20 minutes or less. You're going to write four ideas, like main theme ideas. Great. Done. Boom. Move on. That's all you have to do. The next time you sit down, you're going to write the main points of those newsletters. Done. Walk away. The next time you're going to take two of those, you're going to fill in, you know, like just so on and so forth. You just take like you break it down into take that hour long task and break it down into small chunks and then double the work that you're doing. And suddenly you just wrote four newsletters in like an hour, but it was broken up. Yeah. Food bloggers, let's take a moment to talk about a few things that Eat Blog Talk has to offer that is going to add value to your business and accelerate your growth. First of all, head over to the Eat Blog Talk forum. It's totally free. It's off of Facebook and it has a bunch of valuable discussions inside. You can create your own discussion. You can self-promote. You can talk about products and services that you offer without worrying about being removed from the group. Go to forum.eatblogtalk.com to check it out. Also, I have hosted a few in-person retreats here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I'm going to continue that. They've been wildly successful. So much connection and growth and learning has occurred within these, and they're fun. So join us in the next one. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash spring 2022 retreat. You will get access to all of the information for retreats moving forward at that URL. Go there, join the waitlist for the fall retreat and beyond, and you will not be disappointed in that. 
Also, I want to mention the mastermind program. So for 2022, we are full on the mastermind program. Two groups are underway and they're going really well. There are transformations happening. It is such a powerful, positive group of like-minded peers. And we do so much collaboration and learning inside these groups. We will open up new groups starting in 2023. So if you're interested in joining, join the waitlist, go to eblogtalk.com and follow the prompts for the masterminds. And last but not least, I've started a group coaching program for foodie creators who are interested in becoming foodie podcasters. If this is you, send me an email, megan at eatblogtalk.com and let me know you're interested in this group coaching situation. Whether you just have an idea or you've already launched or anything in between, we will serve you and we show up twice a month on group coaching calls where we'll answer all the questions you need to get answered so you can start a successful foodie podcast. There are so many ways that we can accelerate your growth and add value to your business. So I hope that you will take advantage of some of these. And now we'll get back to the episode. I love this so much. You guys listening, like you have no idea how much you can do in a shorter amount of time. I hear so mm-hmm. many bloggers say, it takes me eight hours to write a blog post Ugh. or whatever. And I'm oh. always like, oh my gosh. I mean, if that is you, I've, I've been there. I've yes. definitely yes. been there for years. I was, that was me. <laughs> but you can do it in so much shorter amount of time. It's very possible. So Go big with thinking what you can do in a smaller time frame. I love your mindset, Lonnie. This is so inspiring. <laughs> so you talked about mindset a little bit because this is really mindset. This is where we start. We've got yes, to change our mindset. To. So talk to us about that. You know, one of the things that was really started this whole process of changing over to a flexible strategy and creating the mom method that I refer to now was I realized that every morning I got on Marco Polo, the app. I don't know if you're familiar oh, yes, with it. I love Marco Polo. It's my favorite. My sister and I live pretty far away from each other and she's my best friend. So I, I every morning would Marco her. I'm like, I'm so tired. I have too much to do and not enough time to do it. And I said that every morning because you know how you go back and kind of rewatch and I realized like, oh my gosh, this is like on replay and I'm saying it every day. And guess what? Every day I was so exhausted and tired. I had too much to do and not enough time to do it. And I was like, you know, literally I'm speaking this into existence. So why would it be different if that's what I'm expecting and creating for my reality every day. And I'm going to be truthful. I mean, I have six kids. It's a lot. I have two with special needs. They, they, they are very intense children. But I was also creating my environment. And I am in control of changing how I view things. So I started with changing purposely on Marco Polo. And I wrote it down is I have all the energy I need to do the things I want to. And I'm going to have a fun day. And I just started changing that mindset. And just that gave me just like, I have the energy I need to do the things I want to. Because that's the truth. When all of us sit down, you can choose. Like I I tell people all the time, you can find money to buy the things you want. Yeah. 90% of the time. Yes. (laughs) So when somebody tells me, 
oh, I can't afford to invest in my business. I'm like, "Mm, but you can find money to buy Starbucks when you're out and really need a coffee. So I think we can always find what we want to find. And so the same with our mindset. I can find the energy. I can find the time. I can find the perspective. I just have to change it. So I always tell people, start with saying the things that you want to feel. I want to feel like money is easy and fun to get in my business. I don't want to feel like my businesses work. I don't have a nine to five because I don't want to be strapped down and not able to spend time with my kids. A big thing I hear all the time from the women in my community is, you know, I feel mom guilt because Mm -hmm. I'm spending time on my business. And I'm just like, that is you in your brain. No one else puts mom guilt on you. You do. And I do it myself. Literally, I started this business so that I could have the flexibility to to drop everything when my children need me. And we beat ourselves up because we do that. And vice versa. We (laughs) have a business so we could work at home while our children play. And then we're like, oh man, I shouldn't be doing that. You know, but that's, again, it's all in our perspective. And that's why flexibility I don't think there's anything such thing as like, I want to find balance. I don't think balance is the word we need to use. We want Flexibility allows me to sometimes lean a little more heavy into my business and sometimes lean a little more heavy into my mom life or my personal life or into my own soul, which I need to do as well. You know, it just allows that for us to kind of move with whatever we need. And yes, sometimes it's a little more on the business side. Sometimes it's a little more on a personal side, family side, but I could still make the income I want while, you know, giving myself permission to lean either way. And it starts with that mindset of saying, this is why I started this business and it's okay. That was so powerful. I loved everything you said. Thank you. This is going to be one of my favorite episodes, I feel like. (laughs) And you were talking about just making that one small change of changing your words. I think that is such a huge first step and it's so easy to do it. And I love that you had Marco Polo to kind of remind you what your themes were. Like, hey, Lonnie, you're saying this every day. You're saying that you're tired. Mm -hmm. You don't have the energy. So if you say that every day, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be tired. You're not going to have the energy. So you had that moment where you were like, holy crap, I need to change my words. So I think that's a good reminder to all of us to just notice what we're saying to other people every day and what we're saying to ourselves every day and to change it if we need to. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to give another example because I just had a client. We worked really hard on this. She basically was like complained about Instagram every time I talked to her. (laughs) And she was like, it's just, oh, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to call you out on this. And and really, she was so negative about Instagram. And it's such an important part to her business. She's a blogger and an influencer. And we worked on a mindset. And we changed it from, man, Instagram is so frustrating. And it just doesn't want to work with me. It doesn't play nice, To It's a free platform I get to have fun on. Mm. and. In a month's time of us just working on that mindset shift, her Instagram just exploded. She had a couple things go viral. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to guarantee any of that's going to happen to you, but I definitely know for sure it wouldn't have happened if she had that same attitude. So true. And so mindset shift can be anything from, you know, personal inward to towards something in your business that is or is not working the way you want it to or comparing yourself to somebody else 
all of that is it starts in your head. Oh gosh, this can resonate with so many things in food blogging because <laughs> there are so many platforms that people get frustrated no, with. I, right? It's it's hard. It is it's hard. hard. I mean, it's not an easy thing, especially when you're in the groove of being frustrated with something. It's easy to just keep doing it and thinking it. Mm. Pinterest is a common one these days because they've yes, changed is. so much. So yeah. much change. So much and change. And I like I don't know why, but I haven't fallen into that. And I'm telling you, like, if anyone lost massive traffic from Pinterest, it was me. I used to get upward of a million page views a month from almost solely from Pinterest. Wow. Now I'm nowhere near that. I mean, like <laughs> a fraction mm-hmm. of a quarter of that, if not even less. So if anyone should be frustrated with Pinterest, it should be Megan Porta. But mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm like, you know what? Pinterest gave me massive traffic for so long. I'm so grateful for it. I love Pinterest. It's a beautiful platform. It still gives me traffic. It still gives other food bloggers traffic. I don't feel that frustration. And I'm grateful that I don't because I see so many people like very mad. Like mm-hmm. I hate Pinterest. And I'm like, wow. I know. Really? I Do know. you hate it? I mean, I don't know. I I I get it. But then it's like... You just want to point out what people are doing so they can make that shift. Yes, yes. And and if we approach it to saying, man, that's disappointing. Like, I'm not saying you have to always live in the positive, like, you know, sunshines and unicorns and rainbows. That is not where I'm right. I'm not that kind of person. But I am saying when I realized, man, that sucks. It does. It sucks that these platforms change algorithms and things are different. I mean, if things were like what I was when I first started blogging in 2011, that'd be amazing, but not realistic, right? So what we can approach it is like, man, that sucks. Now I get to go have fun again and learn something new. Now I get to try something exciting. I get to lean into my creative side. I get to lead into data and analytics. What is it that makes you light up and and lean into that? So for you, for instance, maybe you are really like, you know, looking at Google Analytics excites you. Maybe that's your thing. And we can really dive into Google Analytics and say, instead of Pinterest, what's next? What can I do next to make my analytics? Am I going to dive into SEO and become the SEO queen? Or if you're like, analytics makes me want to vomit, we lean into your creative side and we say, how can we show up on, you know, story pins or can we use TikTok and, or can I go transfer into YouTube and spend my time and energy there and let Pinterest do its thing. Let's lean into what is our strengths and our zone of genius and not fight against these things that we don't, we can't control, Yeah, but we can control putting our energy and our excitement back into what fulfills us. And there's always something else. I mean, Pinterest is like a fraction of the platforms and tools we get to use to grow our businesses. It's such a small piece of it. So if Pinterest isn't working, okay, accept it, move on. Like you said, there's so many other things that we can focus on in a healthy way and be creative and Mm -hmm. excited and Mm -hmm. And have fun mm-hmm. doing and where it doesn't involve frustration 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. That's so important. It's just like, I don't want to live in a frustration mode because that just trickles into every part of my life. It does. And you don't even know it. It can trickle and mm. you're like not even aware of it. And then one day you're like, oh, my Marco Polos are all negative. Great. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so how do you recommend people start setting up this strategy for their own businesses if they feel like they are in that place where they're just kind of trying everything, they're maybe wasting their time, they're distracted, and it feels impossible to know where to start. I know that feeling because I've been there. What do you suggest for them? So I usually start with, like like I said, you know, lay out your time. What time are you currently working do you want to keep doing that? Then I go to that brain dump list. You need to brain dump everything into your list and then go in there and say, does this does this make me feel expansive or contractive? I use these words a lot in my coaching. When we look at pieces of our business, some things make you feel like you want to curl up into a ball and just cringe, right? That's when the contractive feeling, <laughs> some things are expansive. You're like, oh, I'm so excited. This feels so fun. This is, gives me so much joy. And really look at the things that you're doing and why is it making you feel contracted? Why is that thing on your to-do list rolling over week after week after week after week and you're just avoiding it? And start there, breaking it down and really being intentional with what you're choosing to do. When I first start working with clients, a lot of times we look at that big brain dump of all the things that they think they need to do and that currently are doing. And we can eliminate probably 20 to 30% of mm -hmm. the things on that list because you don't have to show up on every platform. You can be a little bit like work smarter, not harder. Some of the things that they're doing, I'm like, oh, you you don't need to create a different piece of content for every platform. Create one big piece and let's take it to everywhere and then let's cut it up. There, there's ways we can work more efficiently, but sometimes you can't see that until you lay it all out in front of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is such a great place to start. And then it just keep taking one step at a time, right? Like keep moving, right. don't stop, even if you have to slow down. You just said the last piece of the mom ah. method, movement. <laughs> you have to just like, it's not going to change overnight. This is the thing that, you know, really is the truth behind this. What seems like such a simple method is that it took me two years to really feel very comfortable and confident, right? I saw a big change in six months, but to feel like I've got this, like I'm here and I can really feel like it's a no-brainer action for me now is that it takes small actions every day. So you don't have to do like this big, huge change today. You just do one thing. And then take another step and another step. Small actions every day end up impacting your life in massive ways. And if we can wrap our mind around, like, if I can send out one pitch email today and one tomorrow, then eventually we'll have sent out 100 pitches. And those will bring responses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just kind of slowly bringing into our mindset that movement. I have to not just change my mindset because changing our mindset is is awesome, but that doesn't make any impact. 
in your you know day-to-day life if you don't take action on it. You can set up a ton of Trello boards and they're beautiful and they are so awesome looking. <laughs> but if you don't open it every day and use them, they're worthless. So you have to take movement on those things every day, checking in on your mindset every day, checking in on those systems and operations that you created for yourself and asking yourself, should I be doing this? Am I being purposeful? Am I getting distracted? Am I being frustrated? And how can I make this simpler for myself so that I can sustain it week after week after week? Oh, this is amazing. How inspiring, Lonnie. So do you have anything that we have forgotten? Anything to leave us like a main takeaway? What do you think? I think the main thing right now is like I always encourage everyone is just start with that time piece. You know, go back to your time. Even if you're like, oh, I'm only working 20 hours a week and I'm happy with that, but you're not seeing growth. Go back and be just just kind of check in. Do a check-in. I do this every quarter. I redo that weekly schedule. I look at it and I say, is this working for me? I do like a mini business audit every three months. And I say, you know, me showing up on Instagram, is that bringing me clients? Me working in my Facebook community, is that really impacting people the way I want to? Is it fulfilling me? Is it driving traffic the way I want it to? Is it converting? And just check into the things that you're doing and say, you know, is this doing what I wanted to do? Or is it, am I frustrated by it? Is it fulfilling me? Is it making me light up? And start with that and and get curious, get curious about our business. I think sometimes we just throw ourselves into things and we're like, this is how we have to do it. You can be unique. Somebody had to start. Remember those tasty videos that those overhead oh, yeah. sped up 60s? Somebody came up with that. And how did they come up with that? They came up with like, oh, this would be fun to do. You know, and if we stopped and we looked at our business and said, you know, what would be fun to do? Maybe you will be the next one to come up with the new style of video or new way of presenting food on your blog. There's tons of room for creativity. But if we get bogged down by all the things somebody told us we had to do to have a great, successful food blog, you're never going to have the opportunity to get creative or to stand out or to be unique. Great words to leave us with. Thank you so much for being here. This was amazing, Lonnie. Thank you for having me. I've loved talking to you. Oh, gosh. I could keep going. I could probably go on and on, but I suppose we should, you know, go about our days <laughs> and, and take care of our children and all of that. Do you have a favorite quote or words of inspiration in addition to everything you've shared to leave us with today? I do. I printed this out and put it on my wall. This quote is, you've done harder things than this. When it comes to my business, sometimes I feel like it's really hard to see that growth or it's really hard to do, to figure out why things aren't working or hard to show up every day. But then I realize, man, I've done all the things that are a lot harder than this. You know, we fostered, we adopted, we had hard pregnancies and births. I mean, there's, our story is crazy when I go through it and I'm just like, this is nothing. If I could do all of that, I could build a business that's successful. And I remind myself and others and my clients, you guys have done some hard things. I have clients who have gone through cancer, who have taken care of ill parents, who have just, they blow me away with how amazing and strong they are and then get stuck because, you know, they didn't, they're not seeing growth on Instagram. And I'm just like, guys, 
You've done harder things oh, than this. Perspective, right? Just they need a, mm-hmm. the reminder of that perspective. Yes, yes. And it's not so scary when you realize, man, I could go live on Instagram. That is not as scary as making myself vulnerable to be a foster mom. Oh, gosh. That's so true. Just yesterday, my son, I think I asked him to throw his wrapper in the garbage or something, you know, really, really hard. And he was like, (laughs) I can't. That is, he was complaining. He's 15, by the way. I'm like, okay, really? He just had open heart surgery a few months ago. And I was like, dude, you went through open heart surgery. Mm -hmm. That was way, way harder. You can get that wrapper. You've got it. (laughs) He was like, oh, so he just like walked over and picked it up and threw it away. So I'm going to keep using that. (laughs) Yes. Isn't it just so silly how sometimes we're like the simplest things, they become so hard. It's just like, it's just too hard to pitch myself to that brand or it's just too hard to go live or it's too hard to figure out this new platform. Oh my gosh. Girls, you have to... So much harder things than that. <laughs> I thought of pitching because that is a hang up for so many bloggers. It is. And for it me is. too, it's scary. It's the thought of, oh gosh, yeah. The thought of that just gives me kind of, ooh, yeah, shivers. But yeah, because we we, we feel like it's going to be rejection yeah, personally rejection. to there us. It is. Yep. And and so the the mindset that I had to switch because I was the same, you know, that was part of me when I did started doing this. I was doing blogging full time. So I was just like, you know what? I don't care about the people who say no. They weren't the right fit for me. And the people who are, are going to say yes. And when I changed that mindset and I was like, I'm just going to be excited about asking people, hey, do you like, it's just like this. Do you want to be my friend? And if they don't answer back, okay, fine. I'm going to go find somebody else who wants to be my friend. (laughs) And if they say no, not right now, I'm like, that's fine. You weren't ready for me anyways. And I just had to change my mindset. And I pitched... I think I my goal was 20 people every two weeks, 20 brands every two weeks. And that's where I saw that massive income growth. Oh, and that's inspiring. I mean, it was crazy. And I was just like, holy cow, these people want to work with me. But they never would have known about me if I hadn't reached out. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. I just had someone in my mastermind group have this big goal like that. And I was like, what? She said she had a goal of pitching 100 brands within a month or something. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that is so cool. I don't hear that very often where people just set those really massive goals. And then Mm -hmm. you, just like you, you, it changes your mindset. And she she filled all her slots within like 40 pitches or something like that. Yep. But oh, that gives me goosebumps when I hear people just like going above and beyond. And then you don't even need to get to that point because then you start getting fulfilled. You do. Oh, gosh. You do. So inspiring. Okay. Thank you so much, Lonnie. We will put together some show notes for you and you can find those at eatblogtalk.com forward slash Lonnie Jackson. And Lonnie is spelled L-A-N-I. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? You have a podcast. You are on social media. Tell us all the details. Mm-hmm. So you can listen to my podcast, Brilliant Mompreneurs Podcast. It is a podcast made specifically for mom entrepreneurs. We only have mom guests on there who are building businesses and juggling babies because we love that perspective and insight that moms can bring to the table. So hop on over there if you would like to hear the behind the scenes stories and some real mom advice. And then I am also on Instagram, Lonnie J. Jackson. I hang out over there, but I'm mostly 
in my Facebook community, the Brilliant Mompreneur Society on Facebook. I would love for you to join us over there. And that's where I like to hang out. But you can DM me on Instagram or on Facebook. I love chatting with people. I love supporting female entrepreneurs as they grow their businesses, no matter what they are, and getting creative and leaning into your strengths and zones of genius and creating a business that's unique to you that works and flexes with you and the freedom that you want to create for your family. So, and then always you can find me at LonnieJackson.com is my website. If you want to set up a call and just chat, let me know. I'd be love to work with any of you. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being here, Lonnie. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.